Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Well, the Lord has given me some word today and He says, He told me also to to be willing to change it to the way. So I'm open to the Lord. My main teaching today is going to be on the power of imagination and the power of faith-filled words. We share on these two topics. But, as the Lord said, He may change the way and direct us somewhere else. But right now, we trust Him that He will help us to keep doing that. Thank you, Lord. So, Psalm 103.4 says, sorry, Psalm 103.14 says, For he knoweth a frame, and he remember that we are dust. So, God created man from dust, right? But he remains a frame. This is our frame. What do you mean our frame? Our bodies, but not you. You're not a frame. That's a frame there that has a picture in the middle, but it's not the girl that we see in the picture in that frame. It's somewhere else. So the, us people, we are different. We have a frame, we are dust, but the Spirit of God lives inside of us. Amen. That's very important to think, accept, and imagine. So thank you, Lord. Imagination, I will talk to you about the imagination today. Imagination is the dynamo, is the generator, sorry, and the power source of life. But most people don't understand its importance. They don't understand that God built imagination into our makeup. When he created you, and he made you the inside, not the frame that is dust, inside of you. He put the gift, the power of imagination. Your imagination is like a spiritual womb. It's your creative center. Genesis 11 records the account of the Tower of Babel. So the imagination can be used both ways, for God and not for God. So it can be creative power and be destructive power. You can, you know, people with imagination create atomic bombs to kill millions and millions, but also they can create things that they can bring life. They can bring happiness. They can feed the poor. They can do a lot of things that we can do with positive imagination. Let's say positive, altogether, positive imagination. Okay, let's see how we can analyze that a bit, a bit more. There was an ancient population in the area of the bubble, the very, very beginning in the creation, and uh, they start thinking they wanted to be like God. They want to build up a building so high that they can reach God. And the reasons were not so good. So this is a 
is in Genesis 11, 14. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built them. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And that nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So your imagination, you can create lots of stuff. You can give the power, the ideas, and do good things, good or evil, for God or for the enemy. So the, in the, the Tower of the Bible at the time, They wanted to become like gods. So God, what I will really shorten that part, but God confused the languages and sent them all around the world. It's because the creation of that imagination, part of imagination, that was not good. So that's why now today we speak so many languages because it was not good. God created the world in six days, and the seventh day he rested. And every day he created something, and he said, Behold, God saw he was good. Amen. So God wants to have good things. Good things for you, mm. good things for your family, good things for your neighbors, good things for your work, yeah. good health, you know, abundant life. So, if you can understand this, believers all over the world pray for healing and never experienced. They pray for prosperity, but never receive it. Why? Because they don't know how to use a godly, positive imagination. They don't see themselves healed. They don't see themselves prosperous. If you want to see God's will for your life come to pass, if you want to reach your full potential, you need to understand both the power of imagination and the correct way to use it. So we need to understand the imaginations, right? How we can use it. Now I can explain, some people say, I don't have imagination. Now, if I ask Rita, how many windows do we have in our apartment? So Rita will use her imagination to see at my house, an apartment where we live. She one, two, she can count it. That's imagination. Use her imagination to count the windows. If I ask Drika, how to go to your, to your house. You explain it. You can think about it. Oh, we are in a school here. You have to go out first, then left, then right, then across the street. Then you know, the first house, second house, third house on the left in the corner. It's my house, what I say. So that's the way she will use her imagination. According, according to Tronic Dictionary, so fast. I'm using this for the first time, so I'll try to. It's a bit fast and goes too fast for me. Let's go.
So if I go now, okay. According to the Tronic uh, Dictionary, Huncton, Mifflin American Heritage, the word imagination means the process of power forming mental mental images or something not real or present. Many people confuse imagination with vision, but vision is mental image produced by your imaginations. Without vision, we know people perish, mm -hmm. but you have to create a vision, what you want to do with your life, what you will do for your work. We have to have a vision for our church. This we have to think ahead, imagine ahead, how can we do what we need to do so we can catch the vision of our imagination so our church can progress, example. Mm -hmm. Now, what you're gonna do, you can have imagination for your children. What you want your children to do when they grow up, what school they go, what, you know, what they're gonna do in their lives, you, what kind of vision you're gonna get for them. You have to think and imagine. You can imagine good things. Mm. You can imagine not good things. You can imagine that God had healed you. Even if you're not well, you know, you say, I'm healed. I've just seen yourself yes. healed. Amen. You know, Amen. see yourself healed. See yourself coming out of that chair. Mm. See yourself moving your hand. And you praise the Lord with both hands. Amen. That is positive power of imagination. Also, if you're hungry, you have no food in your home. You have a choice. Or you think about your misery, imagining about your misery, and I will continue to have misery. Or you can think, I'll pray. And God will provide all my needs according to his I said, see that God has provided. What do you need? Sometimes you see rich people or people have more than you. But you don't know how they get it. You don't know how they work on it. You don't know what they have done, what kind of imagination they have. You know? I mean, Rita and I we can share a lot of things having with our imagination. Well, we can stay for days here sharing our testimonies. We tried to share some parts the other day with somebody we went to visit, but it takes a lot of time, you know. Mm. So I don't want to take the full the whole day, but you have your own life. Mm. You have your own imagination. Use your imagination for positive things. Okay. Use your imagination to build up the kingdom of God. Use your imagination for your children. Amen. Even if you don't do the right thing, you do the wrong thing. Imagine them that do the right thing. Yeah. Pray for them and imagine what they're going to be doing when they do it, change their life. Even if they're not in the right path, you can imagine that Amen. they will take the right path. Yes. Amen. They will do the right thing. So That's very important. So love never fails, right? But how do you think God created the world? 
was like, yeah, but... He spoke? He spoke, but before he spoke, what he did? He imagined. He imagined the world. He imagined you. You know that? He imagined you, you, you. He imagined me. He imagined everybody. He knew us before he created us. Before we get born, he knew you. He saw you. So he had a vision for you. But the choice is ours. He has a good plan for us. But the choice is ours. To do the right thing, you know. Or to do the wrong thing. You know, you know, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So that is very important. So before I understood, said, before I understood the concept of spirit, soul, spirit, soul, and body, my reflection in the mirror was the only me I knew. Others' opinion was in my own feelings drove my life. I didn't realize that the real me, it is not in the mirror. It's not what I see, but on my imagination. And God will give you vision. And when he gives you vision, then are ideas. So through his spirit, you can imagine what he wants you to do. He can give you something, and you need to take it further along. That's very, very important. And in Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. It doesn't say parts. Sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, and the very God of peace. Which God? Of peace. He's not God of war. No. He's God of love and peace. Sanctify you. What do you mean sanctify you, Rita? Make clean. Make you clean, purify, wash you. Make you clean, make you holy. And I pray, God, that your whole spirit, soul, and body, not a part of you, the whole thing, be preserved blameless. Also, there's another verse. This is part of First Thessalonians 5.23. There's another verse in Proverbs 18.21. says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So his death and life in the power of the tongue. Whose tongue? Your neighbor's tongue? Your tongue. You have to make a choice. You have to use your imagination and to have a choice and to use the right, to make the right choice. So, so you love eat the fruit thereof. So death and life are in the power of your tongue. So we need to speak only. Not only think, not only praise inside of me, mm. praise out loud. Mm. 
speak loud the good words of Jesus, the thoughts of God that puts in you, and make sure you use it right. You know. Have you ever considered the impact of your works on your life? In Deuteronomy 30:19 says, God tells us that He has set before us life and death. It's up to us to choose which one we'll get. He even gives us the answer to this choice Amen. when he says, choose life, choose life. that both of you and the seed and thy seed says, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Now what, what that means? If you choose life for you and your family, for you and your members, for you and your church, for you and the your neighbors, the yeah. people you witness. You know, you meet somebody else outside, miserable, poor, and they needed life, needed Jesus. You go witness and make a choice for them when you bring them Jesus and salvation to give them life and life eternal. You bring, even if you don't accept it well, they don't see it, but you make a choice for them yeah. to share the gospel. It's our choice to share the to, to preach the gospel it's not the pastor's choice our pastor and our church and the world will bring us give us an idea a motivation but we need to choose to go out also we need to see to imagine the souls that are going to get saved to imagine about all those people are going to get the word of God to imagine that the world heard, the person that heard, God loves you, I love you, that he would have an impact in his life. And his life would change forever. You will never be the same. It's fascinating how amidst so many things beyond our control, our words remain something we have fully command over. With our words, we hold the power to choose between life and death. Sadly, many people choose death. Therefore, take no thought, <coughs> what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, mm -hmm. or wherewith we shall be clothed. This Matthew, the, you know, don't take that thought. What thoughts should we take? Who knows? Tell me. He says, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Are we going to eat today, Peter? Yes. How do you know that? Because there's food in the country. <laughs> That's it. You see the food in your house. That's the thought of imagination. Yes. You see it. Yes. Is that there? You know? Even if they're not there. Father, I trust you in the name of Jesus. Mm. That when I go to the home, there'll be food for me to cook. There'll be food enough for me to eat. Maybe my mother-in-law or my neighbor will cook something for me nice. But that's also, you can imagine that. It, never, it happens. Now, my wife sometimes imagines me cooking. And I cook. So she eats. So she had to imagine when she gets angry. Oh, I'm going to go to the kitchen. Philip must already have done something. 
you know. So it is always a power of imagination is very, very important. We make our thoughts part of our reality by speaking them. It's one thing to have negative thoughts, but when you speak it out, you make it a part of your reality. So if you say, they hate me, they don't like me, or you think negative thoughts, that's part of your reality. Yeah. You start living with it. You know? If you say bad words about somebody else, it's part of your reality. That is a Satan did in the other in the garden. He thought negative about God's creation and he wanted to destroy it. So he thought, he talked to Eve, Adam went there, he decided, both of them had the wrong, took the wrong choice. But Satan already put these thoughts, negative thoughts, bad thoughts in the mind. So they choose the wrong thing. So we have every day the opportunity to choose right or to choose wrong. Amen. Rita, could you read uh, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5? So with the... Uh, yeah, 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So when you're sick, you think I am healed, and you use claim that word. Because your imagination see yourself healed. The other one is uh, Philippians 4.19. I have all my needs met. So uh, anybody, you want to read it in your, in your NLT? 4.19. Can supply all your needs according to Jesus. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So how to take in this word? We say... God supply all my needs. Amen. So, the word of God is written from the apostles and the and for watching the future for six thousand years, for two thousand years, whatever we are now. But we take it and adapt it personally. Amen. Take it in your life. Amen. You start thinking, God will supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory. That's a promise of God. We have to tell, maybe preachers will come tell you all oh, this, not just for you, it's for tithers, it's for givers, it's for this or that. Every single word of God is being for you and for me. And we have to adapt it according to the need and according to our imagination. We don't do it negative, we do it positive. We take it to the right direction. We turn the words to the right direction. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and I have an abundance of every good work. Nine, eight. Yeah. 
2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. About what? To every good work. Give you every sufficiency, every... Thinking, God is in your side, right? God is not against you. So you start thinking the thoughts of God. Amen. Thinking how God will think. How God created the world. You know, today, I'm 73 years old, and I can claim and I believe I'm pretty good health. But sometimes I do need to start thinking and doing some supporting prayer. And I think ahead, visualizing today, I'm going to go to the church. Yeah. I don't feel so well, but I go. And I'll ask the body to pray for me. I say, please, I don't feel well. I feel, have cold, a little had the flu. We are saying the things that we, we fight, but we're thinking that we're already healed. And that is already done. It's a done job. And how do you know that? She did it before. He said so. He said so. Yeah. And which verse was you quoted? That was Isaiah 53.5. Yeah, that was when you wrote it? 2,000 years ago. No, 3,000 years ago, because Isaiah was 3,000 years before. Oh. And now, could you read Second Peter, well, First Peter 2.24? Yes. You see, the Bible helped us to go from the past to the future, and from the future back to the past. This is the same verse she read from Isaiah, now reading 1 Peter 2.24. And it says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, you think, people say, oh, that was Jesus. He talks about Jesus that time, but Jesus is not here. Is that true? He's talking about in past tense. It's already happened. So when you read it today, right, that already happened. So if you start seeing yourself visualizing it, so I'm sick today because what? I have an, an attack on the enemy or something that is not right, but he already healed me. So I had to stand on that. And that's very, very, very important. To stand in the word of God, to stand on his promises, and to visualize a future that is bright as the promises of God. It's very, very important Amen. that we're really visualizing the future and to see that we are being sacrificed. In, remember the story of Joseph? In the Bible, I mean, if you don't know it, please go study it in your home. It's very, very important to know about his life. Anyway, his brothers tried to kill him, sold him as a slave, but he believed in God, and his thoughts stay positive. Even if he was sold naked in the slavery market, God blessed him because he was seen God's plan in his life. Even if it was the, most, the worst time of his life, he was thinking positive. 
So in the Psalms here, 512 says, For you, O Lord, we bless the righteous with favor. You surround him as with a shield. That is uh, Psalms 512. Sometimes he may not look like it, but you watch whatever it is finances, healing, or whatever are you doing, I'm going to have all that at a need to accomplish everything that has told me to accomplish. Whatever I do shall prosper. What kind of prosperity he talks about? Being a, become a millionaire and have money and sitting in your fat family in your home from your TV and do things? He doesn't talk like this. Prosper in your life, what that means. Rita. Like in Second Corinthians 9, 8, it says that we have furnished unto every good work, not unto every good luxury. It's unto every good work. Whatever we need in our work for the Lord, He will provide it. That's very important, yeah? Thank you, Lord. So, uh, Let's go read something from the parable of the, of the seed growing. So, in the, from Mark 4:26 till 29, and he said, "So the kingdom of God is, if a man should cast seed into the ground, and sh and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up." He knew no, no, not how. In 28 says, For the earth bringeth forth fruit for itself. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit brought forth, immediately he put it in the sickle, because the harvest is come. What goes into your heart is what you imagine happening. So what the farmer was imagining? He planted the seed, and he was seeing ahead when the fruit comes and he can harvest. Yeah. So you don't think in between. You know, when you put a seed, when you have good thoughts, or you're thinking positive, it's not going to happen maybe immediately, but it will happen. So be ready. Don't think, oh, I'm tired. If you start thinking, oh, I don't think I can wait so long to go for harvest, then you are having a problem. You're not going to see a harvest. You already turn your imagination to the negative. Yeah. I thought, that make a sense, guys? You understand? Amen. You getting it? That's very important because if you don't understand that, then we're in trouble. But, what goes into your heart, what you imagine, your imagination will go in the direction of your dominant thoughts. That's why you have to make sure that you guard your heart. Proverbs 4, 20 and 24. My son, attend to my words Incline thy ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. 
For they are life unto those that find them or hear them. They are life to those that find them yes. and hear them. Yeah. And health to all the flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from the put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. That's uh, 4.24 is continue all this to keep the good things, but cast away people that have bad mouth, that say negative stuff. Yeah. Don't stay bringing all the dirt of the devil and say, oh, nothing good can happen ever to me. I always miss it. I'm always losing money. I'm always without a job. I'm always sick. I'm always tired. This is the enemy, the negative. Don't stay around people that talk negative about you. You're going to be always sick. Go with people that are going to tell you, you're going to be healthy. You're going to keep praying till we see you walking and running, and you're going out for a walk, taking your grandchildren out, and you enjoy life. Start visualizing that. If you have a problem, if you have anything you feel need, maybe you have no job, start thinking. No, I need a job. What you should do, Lord? What can I do? What can you do for a job? Sitting in the TV and watch? No. See any ideas? I mean, soup kitchen I know for many, many years, working with Joyce for years, and Dika was there. <coughs> People coming up, say, raise your hand. I want a job. Can you pray for me? Yes. I'll pray for you. But how how you want the job to get it? Or someone says, can you get me a job to come to me and I can go? It doesn't work this way. You got to pray or get up, go out, look for a job. And job, God will answer your prayer. Amen. Peter, how do you get a job? You went out. Did you pray before that? Yes. Did you thought I'm going to get, when you got healthy and strong, the Lord saved you. What happened? Tell me. Tell us a little bit of your story. How God bless your imagination. How that worked on you. And how now you have a job and you're happy. And now he has a permanent job. Amen. Hey, that's a good. I pray for all of you to have a permanent job. Amen. Tuna, she has a permanent job that's always in her hand. If she doesn't have a job, she goes around and looks for a job. Same with my sister here. Same with Cynthia. Same everybody, if you look a job, do you really want a job, you'll find a job. Amen. And if you don't have a job, and you don't know what to do, come offer your services to the church. Yes. Come be a free volunteer. Come on. Come on, guys. Be, how do you call this when you working for them all day? Uh, what do you work for Grace Life? Intern. Intern. Become an intern. I had somebody actually. He wanted to become a leader here. He came here, he just wanted to take over. I'm such a good person, I take over. I told to him, whatever the, can you become, a, first I have to become intern. Yeah. Just go to Grace Life up there and just volunteer yourself. Mm. Oh, can I do it with you? No, you cannot do it with me. It's not, 
the way you want it. Exactly. Oh, go there, find a job for me and bring it to me. Or find me a family for children I can work and I can go. You go find it for me. No, I cannot find it for you. If I hear something, if I know something, I'll tell you. But do I have a good reference about you? Do I know that you're going to go there and you don't have sticky fingers? That's the thing we have to learn. We have to go to church. We have to get the word of God to cleanse us and sanctify us yes. and make us holy and make us available and make us able to, able to continue to have good work. Lisa. It's also to, have a, to be humble because like a, somebody approached us in another township for a job and Philip told him specifically, you want a job? Well, I don't have a job, but I would like you to please do this for me. It was just a little mm. job where there was a lot of garbage cleaning. We went, checked, he never did it. You see, so like if, if you're above, if you're too lofty to do something, yeah. you can be your own worst enemy. Because had he done, Philip would have rewarded him and he would have found more for him to do. But it was beneath him, so that would be a hindrance. So example, another example is about directions. If you don't have directions, I don't know how we're going to go here. We're going to have another hour, OK? No problem. Don't get scared, OK? Finalize. So you, you see, if you don't have direction, you don't know where to go, right? But if you say now, you think, I need to go from Austin, Texas, where my granddaughters are, my, my children, and I need to go to New York. I visualize. So I need to go get tickets. Mm -hmm. I need to go to the airport. I need to go take the airplane. I need to go to New York. I need to go there to witness to the church or whatever. I need have to do. have a plan. Already, we have visualized it, Amazing. thought about it. Amazing. The same is um, your life. What are you going to do with your life? You know, what's <laughs> going to happen? Do you have a plan? Have you visualized it? You know? Don't wait for things to come to you. Let things that you really visualize things, do it, pray for it, think of it, start seeing it done, seeing your job. It's like GPS. You put your GPS, you go, you're going to drive to New York, you put your GPS, take your car, and you drive. Without GPS, we are fixed. You get lost on the way. So we need to have our GPS. And what's your GPS? Guidance from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Your blueprint is your map. But GPS is the guidance from the Holy Spirit. That's very good. Both of you are right. In John 3, 1, 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that might prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. What he says is John, Third John. Third John 1 and 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou might prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. And the Passion Translation says, Beloved friend, 
I pray that you prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. So, your soul is prospering because you get saved. He's talking to Christians now, right? He's talking to beloved. When John says, beloved, talks to already Christian, already saved people, right? So, our soul is when you are saved, your soul is prospering. If you feel it or not feel it, it's prospering. But he says, I want to prosper in every way. So using your good imagination to prosper in all your ways. That's very, very important. Don't let your imagination fool you. The devil can use imagination, you know. He tells you you're worthless. You can tell about your kids. Oh, he's a dumb. He never does any good thing. And you tell them that. That's the enemy. You don't give them the vision for the future. You have grandchildren, you have children. Make sure you talk positive to them. Yes. Speak to them. If you get a negative thought, mm -hmm. something, not even say it to other people. Yeah. Because they hear it. And they say, oh, that person, her child is like this or like that. You always complain about her child. If your child hear you, he feel he's not worth it. There was a friend of Andrew Gomak that he never able to do anything good because his father told him, oh, you can do nothing good. He was working in cars. He tried to screw, he tried to put him, first time to put a screw and he, he ruined the thread. He said, you're never gonna be able to put a thread a screw in properly. He became 50, 60 years old. He never was able to put a proper screw because he had his father condemn him and then he was not able to do it. So it's very important to make sure we speak positive. Okay. Let me find something to close it. So we use a power of faith-filled words, you know. If you want to start seeing the power of God manifest in our lives, we will have to start paying attention or to what we say. Words have power more than any of us realize, but we often speak them as, for, as though they are meaningless because of what most believers at one time or another have been hanged by their tongue. So we have to make sure our talks, what we're hearing. If, if I talk, Cynthia, you're worthless. What are you going to do with what I'm telling you? No, I don't it. I don't receive it. No. I'm not receiving it. Amen. Receive the good. Yes. Amen. And he doesn't think like that. I, don't, I, I use just example, you know. You know, I love you. You are very dear to my heart. And every one of you here, you are special, special, special our hearts here and to all our church and to all grace life mm -hmm. we maybe we don't see them every day all the other members but make sure they pray for you every day and our pastors pray for all the campuses every day our pastor and 
Shane and Peter and all the other ones. And we pray for you every day. Matthew 12, 36 37 says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy word thou shalt be justified, and by thy word shall be condemned. Every idle word simply means non-productive. There are words that speak but don't believe. For example, you might say, I'm dying to see my grandchildren. You really don't mean that as you're dying. But you say it anyway, and that is not good. Every time you say things that you don't really mean, it becomes to numb your heart. So, so anything you say you don't mean, and you actually say you say you don't mean it, your heart hardens your heart. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just pray right now, Lord, for everyone. If you have problems in your life and you have negative talks and talk about your grandchildren, your children, neighbors, kids, negative world without encouragement, put your hand on your heart and as I pray for you and for everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord. Thank you because your words are light in our feet, Lord, and guide us, Lord. You are our GPS, Lord, Holy Spirit, Lord. Convict our hearts, Lord, for we do right, wrong things, Lord, and help us, Lord, to do the right things, Lord. To say right words, Lord, to build up our friends, our children, our neighbors, our families, Lord, with a positive word, Lord. To see the good as you see. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca.